Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News, the daily news that even plans crave, and Anger's number one gaming news podcast. I'm your host, George, and here's your news for Wednesday, August 7th, 2019. News is courtesy to IGN. This morning, yes, this very morning, and I didn't get to see it till I got off work, Nintendo released a new trailer for Pokemon Sword and Shield, which gave fans a whole lot of content to obsess over or complain about, depending on which side of the fence you land on while waiting for the November 15th release date. The first major update came in the form of Galarian Weezing, and I'm probably saying that wrong, so bear with me, but the Weezing, the original Pokemon Weezing has gotten a UK-inspired variant of the classic Poison-type Pokemon that now has two smoke stacks on top of its heads that are meant to look like massive top hats. I think he looks like quite the gentleman. Fans quickly compared Galarian Weezing to Texas businessman tycoon-inspired Doug... Demidome, and to be completely honest, I've never heard of the guy before, so from uh, Fairly Odd Parents, I, I don't remember him for some reason from the cartoon, so. Um, and uh, to a certain illicit paraphernalia, you might say? Yeah, he kind of looks like a bong. But anyway, uh, yes, it's ability, he also still has his ability to levitate. Next up in the trailer was Zigazoon's updated evolutionary line this gen 3 normal type has turned into a dark normal type pokemon with its galarian form and its decidedly way cooler design and has gotten an additional evolution in the form of obstagoon which without a doubt looks like gene simmons from the rock band kiss if you guys haven't seen this pokemon check it out it looks pretty cool i love it but man it's definitely very it's got to be a kiss it's got to be a little kiss uh, Easter egg. It's got to be. Um, the third and final new Pokemon shown in the trailer was form-changing Morpeko, and I believe I'm saying that properly, but forgive me if I'm not. Who is an electric dark-type Pokemon? There seems to be a dark-type thing with this uh, area, which is kind of cool. In its full belly mode, which means when he's full and fed, it changes into a pure dark-type Pokemon in hangry mode. Lastly, there's the antagonist group that was shown, Team Yell, which is a rowdy, overexcited fan base devoted to the character Marnie. And I, I gotta admit, Team Mail's design, I kind of thought that it was a little weak. I kind of thought it was a little meh. Um, I was hoping for something a little cooler. But the Pokemon are interesting. Zigzoon's new evolution is definitely interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of people giving them crap for the wheezing, but I kind of like them. Um, the other Pokemon, eh, we'll see. Now we're going to take a quick ad break. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Hi, everyone. Anthony from Dad's Beards Nerds here. You ever wanted to have your ad read on Anchor's number one nerdy slash gaming conversational podcast and daily news podcast? Well, now's your chance. Check it out. Sponsorships cost $100 for a week or $200 for three weeks. Your ad will be read over our week's worth of content, which includes DBN News, any reviews we might do, and our DBN Prime podcast. All ads are to be paid via our DBN PayPal. And if you are interested in this awesome, awesome deal, you can contact us at dadsbeardsnerds at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to that ad. The Entertainment Software Association has announced that Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are working on a new loot box policy for their platforms that would disclose a range of odds for the player's purchase. 
ESA Chief Counsel of Tech Policy, Michael Warnick, shared details Wednesday morning at the Federal Trade Commission inside game workshop surrounding loot boxes, as reported by Game Industry. Warnick explained that what has been done prior to address loot boxes and following up with the announcement with the new probability system with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. He was quoted as saying, That said, we are doing more. I am pleased to announce this morning that Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony have indicated to the ESA to com a new commitment to new platform policies with respect to the use of paid loot boxes in games that are developed for their platforms. Warnick said, specifically, this would apply to new games and game updates that add loot box features, and it would also require the disclosure of the relative rarity or probabilities of obtaining randomized virtual items in games that are available on their platforms. That, I mean, this is this is definitely good news, I think, um, considering all the pressure that's been put on the industry around loot boxes, and I definitely think this is a smart move to get in front of any legislation and any, any getting the government involved in this, because who... Loot boxes in gaming is definitely a hot topic. And when you're talking about any kind of gambling, the government's definitely going to want to get their fair share. They're cut of that money. So um, definitely in the best interest of the game developers to implement this. And finally, a little little fun story to, to top off this new segment for you. And one I found incredibly interesting because I wanted one of these so bad when I was a kid. Um, a copy of the Ultra Rare. And guys, I mean, this, this is a super, super duper rare Nintendo World Championship 1990 cartridge turned up in a box of traded-in NES games at a used game store in Seattle, Washington. On August 6th, Pink Gorilla Games, and if you're not familiar with them, um, a lot of uh, really cool YouTubers like Metal Jesus Rocks uh, visit Pink Gorilla Games quite frequently. One of these days, I want to get up there and check out their shop. Uh, it looks amazing on YouTube. Check them out. Um, anyway, Pinkerella Games tweeted a picture of the cartridge itself and stated, Just traded in. Not joking. We followed up with the full story from the buyer in Pinkerella Games. This is IGN um, and th their owner, Cody, Cody Spencer. Uh, he was quoted as saying, The guy came in not knowing at all what the cartridge was worth. He was pretty blown away with the offer we made him. I made sure to explain to him what the item typically sells for and what we could offer him and why. The seller had no idea what it was nor where he got it. It sounds like he just collected NES games a little bit when he was collecting NES games as a kid and its growing popularity. The Nintendo World Championship 1990 cartridges were given away to winners of the Nintendo World Championships, obviously, and you, in you guessed it, 1990. A touring event had players compete in popular games. The cartridge itself was used in competition and features a sort of remix of Rad Racer, Super Mario Bros., and Tetris for a single high score. More copies were given away to winners of a Nintendo Power Magazine contest, and I wrote in on that contest because I wanted one of those cartridges when I was a kid, and I didn't get it. I'm still sad about it to this day, Nintendo Power. Um, the, the Pink Gorilla Games copy was number 302. Um, I'm saying was because the at the time of this publishing via IGN, Pink Gorilla confirmed on Twitter that they had already sold the cartridge. And if I have any inkling, I'm sure it was an employee that bought it. Um, Spencer adds, added on Twitter, it has sold. Unfortunately, the seller wanted to keep the sale totally private, but it sold for what you'd expect. Not way more, not way less. And guys, if you have to take a rough guess at this, okay. A lot of people think a Nintendo cartridge, how much could it be worth? 
These things can go anywhere between twenty and twenty-five thousand dollars a piece, and there's only so many of them out there. So when I saw this, I got it was blown away. I wanted to share it with you. I hope you enjoyed it. And that's it for the news today, guys. Let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the free app we use to record our show, and you may get featured in our next episode of Dad's Beards Nerds Prime. We have an amazing Discord community you should totally join. Link to that is in the description of this episode. You can find us on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds and Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care, everyone, and thank you for listening.